0: Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 70 energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at SandyLYang. I hope you feel empowered by what we talked about today. Let's dive in. Welcome back, friends, for another episode on brain rewiring. I know I've been talking very extensively on this topic. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback on those episodes, specifically episode 43 through 46. We talked about brain rewiring for more confidence, to calling your ideal relationship, to make a relationship better, um, to call in more money and to shift your health and body image. So if you're new to brain rewiring or if you personally are struggling with those topics, definitely check out those episodes if you haven't or send them to someone who you think can benefit from the information. Anyways, today we're not talking about me for once, we're talking about my friend Maggie. Or I guess we're talking to Maggie. Um, she's someone I'm really excited to bring on the podcast. She is also a brain rewiring certified coach and a high 70 energy healer just like yours truly. But she works specifically with moms As many of you know, I am single, I don't have children, so I can't really resonate with motherhood and all the challenges that come with it, but it sounds pretty fucking intense and challenging. It literally changes your whole life, and I believe like no parent wants to be a bad parent, but it's almost like one of those things you're just never truly ready for. And you're just trying to do the best you can every single day. So it's not only physically challenging, like when your kids don't sleep, you don't sleep, you're exhausted, you're yelling, they're crying. Um, is a huge mental and emotional challenge as well. So Maggie shares very openly about who she was, how she felt about her life and where it was going before she went through the brain rewiring process, the specific practices she did to make the brain rewiring process work for her so it's joyful, she look forward to it, and something she could show up consistently for. Most importantly, I am a strong believer that if moms are empowered, when they're well-rested, when they're nourished on a soul level, when moms are pouring from an overflowing cup, not only moms are happier, but The husbands, the kids, they're all better off and it's just such a win-win situation so I feel very strongly about moms going through their brain rewiring process. Not only will it help you become the mother you've always wanted to be to raise empowered children but also enjoy motherhood. That means not beating yourself up, not constantly feeling exhausted and angry and frustrated, Actually, like, find joy and empowerment in motherhood and in your own life, of course. Maggie shared very openly about how she shifted from angry and frustrated to this loving, emotionally intelligent, open, grounded version of herself. You can connect with Maggie on Instagram at free2be.maggie. That will be in the show notes. Seriously, like connect with her. She is abundant grounding Taurus vibes. Speaking of grounding, we also talked about embodiment practices, which I am a huge fan of, um, is extremely supportive in regulating your nervous system, grounding yourself, and becoming a more resilient version of you. All right, without further ado, I am going to let you sit back and enjoy the episode. Here is Maggie. Welcome, Maggie. I'm so excited to record this podcast with you. Um, I feel really strongly about moms taking really good care of themselves, prioritizing themselves and brain rewiring. And I know you're like a really good role model in this uh, area so I'm excited to ask you some questions.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: So tell us a little bit about
1: who you are and what you do. So I am a brain rewiring certified coach. I also am certified in a high energy healing, just like you. Um, and I also use embodiment with my clients. So I really focus on moms who are having a difficult time connecting with themselves. And I really try to bring them back into their bodies and get them to trust themselves, know themselves and be themselves.
0: All right. I love that. Um, In the bio you sent me before we started recording, you said I work with moms who are wanting to find the joy in life again learn to trust themselves and be exactly who they are. And I find that to be super empowering because like you and I know very, very well that uh, as women, we pick up patterns and modeling from our, you know, like both parents, but especially the female parent. Um, Mm. So I think empowered moms will empower little girls. Absolutely.
1: And little boys. Yeah,
0: for sure. Dude, I feel like if boys and men, um actually know how to feel their feelings and process them
1: instead of like suppressing the world would be a completely different place absolutely and not only that but if you can get a woman um who feels powerful in her feminine energy mm-hmm. and then you have a, a little boy who sees that that will also change the world totally
0: and um, that is a big topic but today we're talking about you um okay, so before we get into like the deep stuff, I would love for you to share um how do you typically start your day? What's your morning ritual slash routine like? Um, because I feel like um I don't know, we can know about somebody just from like how they start their day. So tell us.
1: So I usually get up before the kids. Um, I wake up I put my workout clothes on immediately, just so it's there, and I got to do it. Um, I journal, I read, and then I work out, and then I get the kids up. So what time do you get up? <laughs> um, 5.30 is usually when I get up. Okay, that's not too, too bad, actually. I thought, oh, so you're getting up at like 4.30 maybe? I used to get up at 4.30, but they've started sleeping in later. So I get to push mine back too.
0: And how old are your kids?
1: Nine and 10.
0: Okay, so they're kind of independent because I know like newer parents, you're basically waking up when the kids wake up, which can be really challenging. So next question Uh, What is something you are obsessed with right now? This can be a book, a topic, a wellness product, etc. Right
1: now, specifically, I am obsessed with my Kindle. Um, It's summertime now. So when I go to the pool, as you said, the kids, they'll be off with their friends and I'm reading my Kindle.
0: Oh, so it's like worth getting because... I have like uh, my iPad and I don't love reading on it. So it's actually different.
1: Yeah. So I have the white pages one. So it actually reads like a book. It doesn't hurt my eyes as bad as the iPad. And I love having physical copies of books, but there's something when you're at the pool and you can just throw it in the bag and have it out and you don't have to worry about anything getting wet. It's, I've been obsessed. I can't stop reading. (laughs) Okay,
0: so Kindle. Um, and I have to ask, what books are you loving right now
1: since we're talking about Kindle? Um, I just read like a romancy beach book. It was called, I'm on the next one, and it's called Hook, Line, and Sinker. The one before that was called What Happened One Summer. What Happened? Yes, it happened one summer. There we go. You said romancey
0: beach books? So, like love stories? Yeah. Love that. Um, that sounds like a fun read, especially like everything I read is like high performance, personal development. I feel like I can maybe
1: yeah, enjoy I got, that too. I got stuck in that cycle for a really long time. And then um, I read a book and I was like, wow, I forgot how much I really love reading for fun. So I've been doing a lot more of that lately.
0: Okay, I need to... Um... Get those on Amazon right after this. <laughs> yeah, so now it's summer. Um, I never really realized how big a deal that is and what that means to parents um, until like one time, it was like September when school starts and like I heard overheard those moms were like, oh my God, thank God, like, such a relief. Um, so like, I think this episode will come out at a time when moms really need it. Um. Okay, so you mentioned you're a certified, you're a brain rewiring certified coach and you're an energy healer with both practice a high. Um, so I'm curious, you help moms find themselves grounded to their bodies. How do you, like, tell us about your background slash your story, basically
1: show us how you got to where you are today. Um, Well, it all started when I woke up one morning, I suppose, um, or multiple mornings, and I was just thinking that life was not supposed to be like this, and I, I had seen, like, glimpses of how I thought my life would be or how I would feel. I always wanted to be a mom. I always thought it would be, like, the A very joyful time in my life and I was just so caught up in everything that nothing was fun and um, I went down a rabbit hole of like personal development and it was kind of like a band-aid I could listen to people talk about it I could read about it but there was no real implementation like I would get up, do my morning routine, have a really positive outlook about the day. And then once something happened, all bets were off. And then it was back to how it was the day before. And so then I heard about brain rewiring and I had had learned a lot about the brain when I got my bachelor's degree in speech pathology um and just i worked with stroke patients and helped them you know get their words back get their speech speech back and so the more i learned about the brain rewiring process it was just fascinating to me that you can literally take what you already have and just create a whole different roadmap to how you're looking at life. And so I had, I had to do it. And then once I, you know, reprogram my life and my brain and everything, I don't know, it was, it was like this massive shift. And I could, I could start to see what I wanted to see in my life happening. And so the more I did it and the more consistent I was with it, you know, life just became better. My family became better. I became better. And then I was like, people have to know about this. Moms have to know about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so when you did, when we did the brain rewiring certification, um, did you start doing this for yourself? Or were you like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to teach other people how to do this? I did it for myself. Okay, got it.
1: But I really love certifications. So <laughs> I wanted that in my back pocket, which, uh, you know, turned out really well for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you're a 1-3 profile in human design. I and am. I totally get it. It's like like learning is so fun when it's Mm -hmm. something you're interested in. Um, And you said brain rewiring changed your life, changed the way you look at things and how you react to things emotionally. And you're actually seeing your life make a shift. Mm -hmm. And we understand that it all has to do with our perception of things. Um, And I am pretty sure it wasn't like you started brain rewiring and things were just like, you know, getting better. I'm sure there was like a learning curve. There was like maybe like an ego death of some kind. Um, you probably realize, oh shit, like those patterns really don't serve me. And as much as it would sound good to get rid of them, um, it's not always that easy.
1: Well, that so tell so us, hard.
0: yeah, tell <laughs> us like, you know, the deep shit.
1: Um well before Brain around, I was I was quick to anger, which is mm-hmm. how I, you know, I'm a manifester. So out yeah, you not
0: self theme is anger is like, yeah. if something's
1: out of alignment, it just pisses you off. Yeah. And I was not living in alignment at all. So things around inside myself, I was very angry and it all comes out. So family life, it was just very Yucky. (laughs) I don't know what better word to use for that, but it was my relationships were suffering because I was just constantly feeling less than I was constantly feeling like I had to compare myself to everybody, but I, but I also had to keep pleasing everybody. But the one person I wasn't pleasing was myself and it was hurting not only me, but my family as well. I um I was very quick to snap at my kids and my husband. Um and yeah, it did take a while to to learn my lessons and to see things in a different light. Like loading the dishwasher, it is not that big of a deal if it's done a different way. That was a big thing and it, I would attack if it, if something wasn't done up to my standards, it was just like, you're not doing it right. It's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. And then I don't, the more I kept brain rewiring, the less reactive I was and the less reactive I was, the less reactive my kids were and my husband was and things just kept snowballing from there in a better direction I love
0: that um because like oh so as a manifester your energy is big it's like when you're pissed off everybody can feel it um <laughs> and kids are super empathic I love what you shared about reacting to things um not in a good way because I know so many moms struggle with this and they're almost like This is not the kind of mother I want to be. And motherhood, even though there are all kinds of support, you can go to like those mommy classes and like have support groups, but it's still like an incredibly lonely journey. And I know a lot of people struggle with like, you know, like with social media, we can see people just like posting happy photos about their kids. No one's really going to Instagram story their kids having a temper tantrum. So that kind of just like, escalate things to another level. So there's a lot of comparison. Um, Tell us how you personally, I don't know, went through this, overcame this, and what would you recommend for others? And okay, one more question. You mentioned you were brain rewiring. What specific negative brain pathway were you rewiring and what was the new empowered belief that you were like rewiring for
1: in the beginning I was rewiring to be happy Mm. so my limiting belief was it was very much lack of Mm self-love and so my new belief was that I am happy in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're right about the comparison and the social media. Um, but also with the mommy groups and things like that, there's, I think they are helpful and I think they're very needed. But I think think, in my opinion, there is a lot of shame that comes around not living up to other people's expectations in motherhood. And so within those groups, there are a lot of times where people don't get to the bottom of how they're feeling because they're not going to be the first one to say it, Mm -hmm. how they're feeling. They're not going to say, oh, I snap at my kids all the time. Because nobody wants to be the one feeling like they're the bad mom in a group. Yeah,
0: yeah. No one wants to be seen as the bad mom. But I would say, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's why I'm asking you. Um but everyone's like kind of struggling about that. And obviously uh, some days you're gonna feel like you're the best mom in the world. You're like a super mom. And other days you're gonna have like a really bad day where your kids don't sleep, you don't sleep, you're yelling, they're crying. Um, so that is kind of what I really wanna ask you. Like wh- how, wh- what does embodiment mean and how does that play a part?
1: I think w- as a society as a whole, we are very much stuck in our heads and we're we are we're always being spoken at and spoken to. And it just keeps these thoughts rolling like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, and never feeling like you're catching up or good as other people. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with embodiment, there are practices or even things that you that you do when you're distracted that if you take them out of the distracted area and you do them as a practice, it brings you back into your body. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like embodiment is. It's this feeling that you finally get when you feel safe and peaceful within your own body and it took I mean there was many years where I felt like something was missing something's missing something's missing and it wasn't until I got that feeling of embodiment that I was like oh I was missing that's me <laughs> you know
0: yeah Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And mom or non-mom, I think we can all relate to that. Um, Because when you're not like safe within your own body, you're like looking for safety and just like hyper aware of what is going on externally. Um, Mm -hmm. And that puts us into fight or flight, people pleasing, um, reacting, and no one really wants to constantly be at that place. And when we feel like everything starts with you, you feel when you feel quote unquote embodied, your nervous system is regulated, your emotions are regulated. And you almost feel like you can, yeah, like there are a lot of challenges and maybe your house is a fucking mess, but you can't handle it. Like you're keeping your center
1: of mass forward. Absolutely. Is that what you mean? Okay. I'll, okay. You're, I love that. And you can take things on because your body is safe. It's, mm-hmm. You know, your body's not crying to be, it's not looking outside of itself. It's very much here, present. What do we need to get done? Yeah. So sh-
0: can you share just like an embodiment practice right now with the audience so we can kind of just like try it out for ourselves? If some someone's never heard of the term embodiment and they want to know more and kind of like try it. Um, when, sh- you know, shit's on fire, uh, what
1: is like a really simple one that we can start with? Um, one of my favorite ways to get embodied is just stretching. Mm. So you don't need anything special. You just need to, you can put on some music or not. Cause I like dancing too. Um, and just stretch. You know, start with your arms, stretch your arms out, go to your legs, stretch your legs out. But when you're doing that, actually take the time to focus on the muscle that you're stretching and how it feels. Mm -hmm. And when you're feeling what your body is feeling, you become present. Mm -hmm. That's I for me, that's the easiest way to become embodied, is just to feel how my body is reacting. And it helps with everything.
0: Yeah. And I love stretching, honestly. Um, One tool that's been really helpful for me, like this is not like real time tool, um, but I've been doing like lymphatic drainage at home by myself. So it's like dry brushing and you have like this wooden paddle that you like I don't know, brush against your legs. And I don't know if it actually works, but I fucking love it. It's like, oh, I am actually taking a moment and acknowledging my physical self. And I feel way more grounded, way more embodied by just doing this like daily for five minutes. And yeah, yeah stretching can be really good. I hope I, okay. like literally, um, I would say 90% of people I do a high with their um, like neck and upper back shoulders are so tight. And I feel it just like when I work on them and I'm like, dude, like forward fold, you don't even have to be flexible. Just like doing that for maybe a minute a day will just significantly change your life.
1: Absolutely. Or even just like put in your palm, you know, take your right palm and put it down by your leg and then move your head to the left for a minute. And then the other side. And it's it's amazing what your body can get through. Okay. Yes. 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 Totally.
0: Um, okay. And like just like one more point on stretching. I feel like people hold a lot of tension and energy in like their joints. So just like stretching kind of just is like releasing all of that too. And you know, it feels fucking good. Um, okay love the embodiment practice all right okay so i think you know as much as it sounds great to be like oh i prioritize myself you know enjoying life and be exactly who you are motherhood just changes you and if prioritizing oneself was easy then everybody would be doing it how does it realistically look like to stay true to yourself in motherhood and i know everything is different I mean, every day is different, but um, just like in general, um, how does, you know, being a good mom realistically look like?
1: I That's, you said the point is every day is different. And I think that's what a lot of moms forget is they want this rigid schedule, which there's nothing wrong with schedules, but Sometimes things don't go as you plan.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) No,
1: depending on the day, depending on, you know, the attitude of, of your child, you know, many, many things. But I feel like if you can just, and this is where brain rewiring comes in as well. But if you can just not rely on that schedule and just take the day as it is. And if you have two minutes to yourself, you stretch or you dance or you sing. You're, you're coming back to your body and you're taking care of yourself. It does, it, self-care and being true to yourself doesn't mean you go to the spa for eight hours or take a weekend vacation, although it can. But on the everyday level, doing little things that add up, I feel like they, those things bring you back to who you are. And it allows you to have fun and just be more carefree. As you were saying that, I'm like,
0: okay, so like... You know how sometimes we have perfectionist tendencies, even though we don't necessarily identify as perfectionists? Like, mm-hmm. I don't see myself as very type A, but obviously, like, I'll be like, oh, this is not good enough. This is not going out into the world. Um, when you were talking about that, I was like, oh, so like becoming a good mom is really like stepping into messy action at a different level. Um, and so much of that, um, is about like counting your wins and celebrating your wins um like okay what did I do today like you know as like a single woman without children it's so easy to be like oh I work out first in the morning for 30 minutes I do it five days a week but when you're a mom you're changing your spouse is changing your children are changing like they are so different like month to month to month year to year I'm Mm -hmm. sure um there's just so many moving parts and you can only do your best and um as human beings we're so like wired to see what's not good enough so it's really about like positive reinforcement like i took 5 minutes to ground myself today or mm-hmm. or even like celeb- celebrating shit you didn't do like oh today i actually didn't yell at my children right what a win
1: and just being gentle with yourself and even involving your your kids i Did that when they were younger, but have a dance party. Why not? If it helps you, it's definitely going to help them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: I would love to hear what how the brain rewiring process was like for you. Like, what was like actually life changing? Like, was it inner child healing? Was it finding mom expanders? Was it like Showing up consistently because I feel like people can show up consistently, but like sometimes we're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. What was like the key to the success of your
1: brain rewiring process? Well, first of all, I always did it the same way. Once I found a process that I enjoyed, it was always in the bath with the same candle and the same Epsom salts. Oh, you did it in the bath? Yeah. I it love was, that. It was so relaxing to me. And it that was my self-care time that I had allotted myself. Um, so it always looked the same, which makes it easier for me, at least, to go back to that same feeling.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Was,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, the inner child healing was a big part of it there were lots of you know parental wounds and friend wounds um just learning to care about myself again um trauma you know the trauma healing was essential um and then I think one of the biggest things for me besides the trauma healing was coming back into my feminine, because a lot of moms, you, you're now not only responsible for you, you have kids and a husband or a partner or, you know, pets. And jobs. Moms, yeah. And jobs and all these things. And now you're responsible for all of that. And it's really easy to throw yourself into do, 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 And it's really hard to come back into the being. And so once I, once we learned about the empowered and disempowered of both sides, it was easier for me to switch and see when my energy went into disempowered, masculine or feminine, and when and what I was doing when it went back into empowered and then Mm. I just clung on to those those things that I was doing when I was empowered Mm.
0: okay I love what you just shared so you doing the bath and I love how you made the process work for you like you were you're like actually in the water (laughs) okay um
1: I love water it makes okay. me feel the most at home. Is okay, okay. at daughter.
0: home. Yes. Um. So I encourage my clients and everybody else to just like make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Some people don't do well sitting on a meditation pillow or lying down to, you know, do the brain rewiring meditations. Um. So also like creating a sacred space is really mm-hmm. important. Like when you get into the bath, when you're like in your bathroom with the candles, and maybe like the essential oils is like telling your body, hey, like, we're ready to do this. Um, I know, like, there are people who and I used to do this myself, like do it in bed when they first wake up, which is like, you know, a great practice, but like, mm-hmm. their rooms just feel like a mess. And it's hard to see, you know, progress when you just aren't making it a sacred practice. So I like that you like create a sacred space for it. Um, that's very peaceful, you know, like getting into a peaceful state, that is when your brain is actually, you know, primed to do the rewiring and um, obviously like pair with adequate rest. Absolutely. Yeah, so love that. Trauma and inner child, I feel like they can definitely go hand in hand um, and then you know, there's also like the shadow work. Um, they all kind of become like this big clusterfuck. But yeah. like once we like decide to face them and work through them, uh, is like you pull a string and everything just like you know like open up, and um, that can be very powerful. So like pretty overwhelming. So inner child, what is like, what is like a really big inner child wound that you you know, was like
1: critical in your process? I come from a house that is not open with communication. And the communication that is received is anger or happy. That's it. Mm. And that's just It's not possible to just be happy or angry. And you have to talk about your feelings. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You have to name them and feel them. And so trying to learn how to do that was a big step in the right direction because then I I wasn't reacting in anger. I was saying, I'm feeling angry right now. <laughs> and this is why, you know, and then I tap out and tap my husband in. And so it changed not only the communication with myself, but with everybody else around me. So that was a big one for me. Mm. Was feeling your feelings and being okay to talk about them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just going back to like, you said you are rewiring, rewiring to become a happier person. And um, you know, like when it comes to childhood communication, um, there wasn't, it was like very black or white. You're either happy to receive or you you get angry. Um, That is huge. Cause like, it's just like, from my own experience, I also did not witness healthy communication between like adults. When I was growing up, it was like, oh, like you, there was like a lot of people pleasing and, um, you know, just like blaming and pointing fingers. I didn't know about nonviolent communication until like recent
1: years. And it was like, oh, this is like life changing it was nice to see that you could be angry with somebody and not take it out in a violent way. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially
0: what, like, nonviolent communication is about. It's kind of, like, uh, acknowledging how you're feeling instead of being, like, you did this. Like, you made me sad or you made me angry. You're, like, um, kind of just, like, observing And pointing out, this happened, led to me feeling X, Y, Z way. So radical responsibility within that as
1: well. Yeah. To to observe. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, What you say, um, as a mother of two, it was more motivating for you to rewire your brain because you know how your actions
1: impact your children absolutely Uh, yeah my my son was becoming quite quite the little impersonator of mom Mm -hmm. and uh, the more I saw it the more I was like oh things have to change around here because that can't be happening and it was it was me he was impersonating me but when whenever he would get angry the house would blow up so yeah yeah um, I will be curious
0: if you're willing to share, um, how do you get your husband to be involved as you are going through like brain rewiring, making some shifts, I'm sure like it requires like healthy communication,
1: asking for support. He literally supports me in everything that I want to do. So there was no pulling of hair or... Whatever makes me happy, he is very happy to support me in every time. That's so beautiful. It is. I'm very lucky to have him.
0: Oh, what do you say? He's like the definition of empowered masculine.
1: Most days.
0: Most days. Okay, (laughs) I have a question. As you became more comfortable stepping into your empowered feminine traits, how has that shifted your relationship with your husband?
1: Um, I, it allows him to be the caretaker he wants to be. Because before mm. it was all like, I'm in control. I'm doing this. You're listening to what I'm telling you to do um, with everything. So I was trying to be, you know in control of everything which really emasculated him for a while because I wasn't everything he did I had a problem with
0: oh yeah that's hard
1: yeah and and I would tell him and so then it became like well why would I want to try to do anything if you're just gonna get mad anyway yeah so he noticed that probably six months uh, six weeks into, uh, brain rewiring, he was like,
0: hmm, something's different like around
1: here. Yeah. He's like, you know, cause I would ask him to do something and then there's no complaining. I would tell him, thank you, you know? And so then he got more comfortable wanting to do things around the house or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, that was a major shift in our relationship. Just because you can't emasculate. <laughs>
0: your husband. Yeah, like we as women with a feminine core, we don't want to be in our you know masculine energy all the time. Like right. we want to tap in as appropriate and tap out when we're done. Yeah. And um, I love how you were like, "Thank you," and just like receive. That is still so hard for me. Like in my head is like, "Can I just?" be like thank you like do i have to do anything to like you know equal things out um that's just like conditioning but yeah like i love that just saying thank you and receive that
1: yeah it was a big shift in the relationship and it's made it much easier to not only be a partner but also to parent because now we're not at you know it's not me in control of everyone it's us and- like you're
0: a unit like you're a
1: team yeah
0: okay so when it comes to parenting let's say let's say like your daughter I don't know gets bullied by other girls in school or whatever you know they children you know encounter their own challenges how do you help them navigate through those from an empowered place um
1: actually. My daughter, you know, she's nine. She's been called girls. Girls start off young. Like, I told her she needed to go on a diet. She was called Thunder Thighs. Mind you, she doesn't, she's the cutest. Like, she doesn't fit those requirements at all. But (laughs) that was... It was hard because I wanted to react from a place of anger, but these are her friends. Well, you know, um, friends in quotes. I can't attack them to make her feel better because what is that solving? It's not solving anything. It's just us attacking them Mm -hmm, now. mm -hmm. Um, So I made it... I always make it a point when she says, Do you like my outfit? Or, you know, anything along those lines. I'm like, Do you like it? Or is this what you want to do? I don't make it about anybody else but herself. And I feel like she gets a lot of confidence from that. She dresses herself no matter what I think about the outfit, she's dressing herself because that's what she wants to wear she does her hair herself because that, unless she asks me to or if it's a special occasion, but that's how she wants to wear her hair. And like when her brother will pick on her or something and she'll come to me and she'll say, Caleb said, whatever you said, I'm like, is that how you feel about yourself? And she'll say, no. And I'll say, then you don't need to listen to him. And that has gotten us pretty far. I think she's very confident or becoming very confident in who she is. Oh, that is so empowering. I love that so much. It, it's so needed because it's the opposite of what I had when I was growing up it was Same. Very- like yeah, I like-
0: was always like oh what is like the cool thing I'll be like a yeah. trend follower instead yes. of spring trend setter and I'll always be like oh do you like my outfit mm-hmm. and I'll adjust myself to please everybody else and speaking of people pleasing I think it's like we all do it. And sometimes I still find myself doing it. Absolutely. And I'm just like, do I even like this person? Why am I like mm-hmm. wasting energy on pleasing them? Yeah. So, okay. What about your son? Cause I'm sure like parenting girls is very different from parenting boys.
1: It is. He's, um, he's my feeler. Can my, my daughter is my spitfire. And- She's a firecracker. Yeah. Um, but I want her to be like that. I encourage it. <laughs> She'll change the world. And so will he, but he's very much my quiet one. He is very much like my husband. They're men of few words. Um, the the biggest thing with him is it was the anger thing, which is way more under control. Now it's just, you know, pouting like most 10 year olds do. Um, And communicating to him, even when he, um, he's not quite ready. Mm. That makes sense. He's, He's more shy about things and he won't like, if he has something to tell me, he usually wouldn't. But we've been working on, like, it's okay to talk about things. And I'm here to help you. And this is, you know, your safe space. And so we've gotten to the point where he, he'll either talk to me or he'll say, I have to tell you something. Can I text you about it? That is and so cute. <laughs> yeah. So then he'll text me the important thing and we'll talk back and forth like that. But it's just getting him comfortable with the feelings. because you know, he was very much like me. So it was anger or happy. And now we're getting like, there are way more feelings than anger and happy. And let's talk about everything. Like they had, um, the human growth and development video
0: Mm -hmm. at
1: school, um, for fourth graders. So it's nothing crazy. (laughs) He was like, why do I have to watch this? And I was like, well, because that's that's part of the curriculum. Like, this is what's happening to your body. And I was like, some parents don't talk to their kids like that. And he's like, but all you just talk about it. Why do I have to watch it? So it's very much like he knows, he knows anything's on the table and nothing's uncomfortable. Mm. If it's comfortable enough to talk about it which is also something that I was missing from my childhood. Everything was uncomfortable to talk about. So now I make it the opposite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you were to sum up your parenting philosophy, what would it be in like five sentences?
1: Five sentences. Oh, I was thinking one word. (laughs) Okay. 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 One word. Let's do one word. Openness. Yes. And just acceptance for whoever they want to be. Oh God, like that is
0: huge because I know so many people I work with, you know, friends of mine, like obviously like our parents come from a different, they're like of a different generation Mm -hmm. and um, they were doing the best they could. But I I see it very commonly, moms um, projecting Mm -hmm. what they didn't you know didn't see in themselves onto their daughter so it's like oh I didn't go to school for this degree I really regret it so I want my daughter to do this Mm -hmm. like they kind of want their kids to achieve what they didn't achieve for themselves um do you find it's tempting to
1: project that on your children um it used to be because it yes before brain rewiring it was because you know you want them to fit in their gender roles and the societal roles and then and then you're projecting your your brokenness or not brokenness but your yeah insecurities onto them as well so it's like all these pathways mm. but like with Caleb before I brain rewired I, I wanted him in a sport and, you know, wanted him out there. And now I'm like, that's not what he wants to do. And I'm not going to make him do what doesn't make him happy. Mm-hmm. Um, with Ken's, um, Ken's, it was more, I was always portrayed as, the shy person like my my teachers would tell my parents that I was quiet as a church mouse and I was always put in the box of shy and then she was also shy so I put her in this oh she's like me she's shy we don't have to do you know certain things because we're too shy to do them oh
0: I hate that like that's
1: (laughs) so triggering like labeling
0: children um because um, OK, so my parents are not going to hear this, but I've noticed that my mom would be like, oh, like your brother is not a very confident kid. And I'm like, he's 22. He has so much growing to do. Like,
1: yeah. stop telling him what he is and what he isn't. Yeah, because it gets in your it gets in your thoughts. It, it works its way into who you become. Yeah, for sure. That was a big conditioning that I had to let go. And then when I let it go for me, I could let it go for her. And she has, she's going to do farm camp by herself this summer. She's taking a dance class that she wanted to take by her, you know, none of her friends are doing it with her. She's like coming way more out of her shell. And I feel like before brain rewiring, I would have just kept her in that same box with me. And yeah, like. Blown it away. And I just don't know if she would have been able to do that because of what I was projecting onto her. This is so powerful because I'm like, I love brain rewiring and change
0: my life in so many ways and all these aspects. But like, as a mom, when you do it, it changes your life and your whole family, like your children and their future. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's so good to have you. this has been so fun and very empowering. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us uh, where
1: can people find you, follow you, connect with you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at free to be dot period Maggie.
0: Okay. We'll link it all in the show notes. And um, you do a high as well. So tell us about your a high energy healing. Cause I know like for every healer, we have kind of like a different style. So tell us about your style. Who do you serve? What's your favorite people to work with? All the things.
1: I really love working with my mom clients with a high just because it's a really good way to give them a taste of being in their feminine. Like every client I have, they at the beginning of the session, they're like, I don't know how I'm going to just lay down and be still for 30 minutes. And, you know, and I'm like, just do it, trust it, put on your binaural beats and relax. And then afterwards they're like, that was the best thing ever because they're yeah, just yeah. receiving. Mm-hmm. And it. I, I feel like it's a little taste of what they can give themselves as well. Wonderful.
0: Okay. So if you haven't experience a high and you're a mom definitely give it a go with maggie and we'll link everything in the show notes again thank you so much for being here love you thank you love you bye bye Thank you again to Maggie for coming on to the podcast and sharing her beautiful journey. Such an honest, inspiring and empowering conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, share it on Instagram, share the screenshot, tag me and Maggie. We love seeing that you listened and it landed well with you in one way or another. And uh, definitely reach out to Maggie if you're curious or interested in working with her. Anyways, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and sending you love. I will talk to you next time.